Welcome to Conscious Talk, radio that makes a difference. Conscious Talk is brought to you in part by Essential Formulas, distributors of Dr. O'Hara's and Reg Active, now available online as well as in fine health stores. And now I welcome your hosts for the day, Brenda Michaels and Rob Spears. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Conscious Talk, radio that makes a difference. Thanks for tuning in with us here today. Uh, Really happy to be with you and happy to have you with us. And, you know, we've been kind of stymied because of COVID-19, but events are happening now and things are flowing. So we've got some announcements to make. Well, first of all, go to our uh, website at ConsciousTalk.net in the event section. You will see some things, but also... We're putting up some notices on Facebook having to do with your health during this pandemic. And one of them happens to be connected to our sponsor, Clear. You've heard about the Clear nasal spray. And of course, Clear is all about xylitol. And look, your nose is your natural respiratory defense. That's where it starts in your nose. So you want to keep your nose in shape. You want to keep that mucous membrane healthy. And there's no better way than spraying it with clear nasal spray. Um, But here's the thing. There are a number of studies I'm putting up on Facebook for you. uh, And it's about breathing. You know, you want to breathe through your nose, not your mouth. Mm because we know that's how uh, so many things come into your system, uh, but your mouth isn't going to defend you. Things will go right to your lungs, your nose, that mucous membrane, and especially if you use clear, will be catching those little microbes that you don't want in your body. So um, when you're wearing a mask, please breathe through your nose, not your mouth. And please use the xylitol clear nasal spray to keep it healthy and clear. Um, Also, just want to let you know that we do have some new events up on our page, our events page on ConsciousTalk.net. It's easy to go there. Go there and check them out because there's one called the Global Shamanic Multidimensional Mystery School Becoming a 5D Human on Planet Earth. And that begins Thursday evening, November 5th. They are registering it now. This is something you don't want to miss. So check it out. Easy place to go. ConsciousTalk.net in the events. It'll take you right to their page for you to check it out and sign up if you feel interested. Yeah, and remember, please support all those local folks like Vitamin Life that are supporting you. And also... CBD plus CBDoil.com. They have a lot of specials going. Don't miss out on that. Plus CBDoil.com. And we'll be right back. Welcome to Conscious Talk. Radio that makes a difference. Well, coming up this hour on Conscious Talk. So when it comes to the end of your life, what do you think you have learned? Will you know what really matters? Well, we'll talk to Dr. Karen Wyatt, author of Seven Lessons from Dying, How to Nurture What Really Matters. So wouldn't it be good to have some answers right about now? And now I welcome your hosts for the day, Brenda Michaels and Rob Spears. And thank you, Benny, and welcome, folks, to another hour of Conscious Talk, radio that makes a difference. And yes, we're making a difference again here today because we bring to you the very best people we know of, people that are making a positive difference in their lives and the lives of others, people that are learning, growing, they're waking up, coming on the show, teaching all of us. And on this show, we learn and grow together one listener at a time. That listener is you. Well, our special guest today is Dr. Karen Wyatt. She is an MD. Um, She also hosts the radio show. It's called the End of Life University Podcast, which features conversations with experts who work in all aspects of -of end-of-life care. And that's only appropriate because we read her book, Seven Lessons for Living from the Dying, how to Nurture What Really Matters. Um, she teaches that in order to live life fully, we must overcome our fear of death and embrace the difficulties that life brings us. So we're going to find out what this is all about. Dr. Wyatt, welcome to Conscious Talk. 
Thank you so much. It's a pleasure pleasure to join you. So, um, Karen, what did you? How did you get started doing this particular type of work? Because it's really we consider very sacred work. Well, yes, it it started long ago, back when I early during my medical career. I started out as a family practice doctor, taking care of people of all ages and delivering babies. And about three years into my medical practice, a tragedy struck when my father took his own life. Mm. And so it was absolutely devastating for me to lose my dad to suicide because I had had training in psychology and psychiatry as, as part of my medical training and worked with people who were depressed and suicidal and the knowledge that I couldn't save my own father, who's one of the people I loved the most in the world, mm-hmm. completely ripped me apart. And suicide, at, at any rate, is, is hard to deal with um, for, for anyone. But for me also as a doctor, I had this added burden of guilt, feeling that maybe I hadn't done the right thing or said the right thing to try to help him and, and save him. So I really plummeted into grief and guilt and despair for a few years after his death and couldn't seem to find my way out of it. And then one day I got the inspiration to call hospice and it occurred to me that maybe if I wasn't finding my way through this darkness, I needed to just dive right into the middle of it. And by working working with people who were dying, I would either figure out how to how to live with my grief or not. So mm-hmm. so that's what I did. I started volunteering for hospice and as soon as I got there I recognized that this was the type of work I'm here to do, that this is actually where I belonged and the path that I should be on. So I ultimately mm-hmm. shifted my practice completely to working at, in hospice with people at the end of life. Yeah. What what a great gift your mm. father gave you. I mean, this is what we, Rob and I, through our challenges and tragedies in life, have learned. That on the other side of it, when you're willing to open up like you did, you followed that inspiration. And good for you. And thank you for doing that. It takes a lot of courage. That there are gifts available in every single challenge and this is what part of what your father gave you, and I know that might be hard to hear, but we really believe there's purpose in everything. Yes, I came to believe that too, and and really it, it all came full circle. After I wrote this book, Seven Lessons for Living from the Dying, mm. the day my copies of the book arrived from the publisher, I opened the box, and the first words out of my mouth were, look what we did, Dad. And and I knew in that moment my dad had been my silent partner all along, all those years of doing hospice work and then even writing the book. And it came full circle to suddenly this death that at the time seemed so senseless and so meaningless, you know, and and something that should not have happened. It, It turned out in retrospect to have to have been perfect and to to have mm. been in alignment with what was meant to happen next. Mm. Mm. Yeah. That's yeah. Beautiful. One of the things that was very special for me was being with my parents when they died. And I gained so much from that experience. But look, death is this universal question and we all have to confront it. And you know, we we have a lot of trouble with that, especially in this culture. So why did you want to focus on the perspective of dying? I mean, now that you've been or had the experience of the hospice work, um, you know, why is it important for people to read this before we're dying? I mean, I think a lot of people might think, well, okay, this is going to help me die. But that's not your perspective. Yes, it, it really came about from what I learned from the patients uh, sitting at the bedside of people who were at the very end of life and had this new perspective of looking backwards at life, knowing Mm -hmm. they were reaching the end in their last few days. And a lot of them struggled with, "What, what was I here for? Did I fulfill my purpose? What is the meaning of life? But many of them came to the conclusion that life is really about love. It's really about learning how to love. And 
some of them said to me, you know, I've had this profound realization that I should have been focusing my life on love all along, and and I hadn't, I have, I have never done that. And they mm-hmm. said, if I had known this 20 years ago, it would have changed everything. Mm-hmm. And then it occurred to me that this is a message that other people need to hear. Don't wait until you're on your bedside uh, or on your deathbed when you can start focusing on love and forgiveness during your last few days of life. You can start living that type of life now, no matter where you are. And so I, after hearing it over and over again from my patients, how much they wished that they had had thought about these things earlier in life, I realized that's something I could share, that maybe I could teach other people. Well, and you know what's so fascinating here, Karen, is your father, that was something not planned. It was out of the blue. Suicide is definitely a very, very challenging thing to deal with. But people die they step out on the street and a car hits them. Maybe they die in a car accident suddenly. Maybe they drop dead from a heart attack. What do people that have had to deal with sudden death that way, what can they learn from your book? Because accepting that, as you know, having gone through it, is incredibly difficult. Yes. And I think for me, once I started studying this, the process of death in a way and how we die, and, mm-hmm. and in hospice, most people are, have a, a gradual dying process, yes. and yet still the day that it happens, it still feels to the family uh, almost as shocking and unexpected, like, oh, I wasn't, I wasn't thinking it would happen today. I didn't mm-hmm. know today would be the day when mm-hmm. it does happen. And I realized that if we start out at a much younger age recognizing that everyone is going to die at some point and we have a much more open and and accepting perspective on death in general, I think it helps us. We're less shocked and less um, devastated in a way when it happens because all along we've been keeping that in the back of our mind that someday... Mm everyone that we love will die and I have to be preparing myself for that. I have to prepare all along to know that this this will happen at some point and so mm-hmm. I want to be emotionally and spiritually ready to be able to to navigate that and deal with it when it does happen. Yes, and you're not saying that we aren't going to be emotionally affected, that we are not still going to have the pain of the person leaving because we will miss that person, correct? Yes, exactly. We will still go through all the pain of it and the grief of it, but uh, we may not need to shut our lives down um, to such a great extent when it happens because we may, Mm -hmm. if we can be a little bit better prepared, but also it helps us appreciate the time we do have. And so I think that became clear to me with my mom after having my father die so suddenly to realize I need to appreciate every moment, every every day, every week, every month that I have with my mom because Mm -hmm. I won't have her forever. And um, so I think it helps us live more fully and make the most of the time we do have together. And I think that's helpful with our grief as well, because we don't look back and regret that, oh, we, I wasted time. <laughs> I wasted time being angry at my mom mm. instead of, of loving. loving her. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, there are so many great stories also in this book. So we are going to continue to talk about seven lessons for living from the dying How to Nurture What Really Matters by Dr. Karen Wyatt, and we'll be back after these messages. Have you ever wished there was a drug-free solution to inflammation and pain that was safe, easy, and didn't involve a doctor? Now there is. It's called the Little Magic Machine by some. It's an FDA-cleared device for both inflammation and pain, which you can use in your own home. Users place their hand covered with a patented glove inside a vacuum chamber where a special microprocessor manages the application of negative pressure and heat to safely infuse heat into the circulatory system, reducing blood thickness and increasing microvascular circulation. Why is microvascular circulation important? This is where the body heals, gets its nutrients, and pain and inflammation are reduced at the core level. 
To find out more, go to littlemagicmachine.com or call 800-460-2144. That's 800-460-2144 for all the information you need on the Little Magic Machine. Everyone's raving about the newest botanical superstar hitting the store shelves nationwide. Hemp-derived cannabidiol, or CBD, has been receiving a lot of attention for its tremendous promise on human health. Plus, CBD Oil by CV Sciences is the trusted brand setting the standards in this newly emerging category of plant-based extracts, offering a variety of hemp-derived CBD oil products that you can count on. In order to make the highest quality CBD oil products available, it is important to manage every step of the supply chain process, from seed to shelf. That's why, from harvesting our EU-certified hemp seeds, to laboratory testing for quality and safety, to producing our exceptional line of products, we are committed to going the extra mile. It is our commitment to you. Join the CBD evolution. Ask your local natural health retailer about Plus CBD Oil products by CV Sciences today. Follow us on Facebook and learn more at pluscbdoil.com. Conscious Talk Radio. It's a new year and full of hope and enthusiasm for a new beginning. You're thinking about going back to the gym. Well, the problem is every year it's the same thing. Exercise gets harder because your muscles get tired faster than you remember. And then the next day, you're so sore you can hardly move. Well, that's what Power PH with BioPH was designed to deal with. The active ingredient, BioPH, helps remove the acids your muscles form while exercising, giving you a better workout. Then you'll be amazed on how Power PH relieves soreness the next day, so you'll feel inspired to continue your exercise program into the year instead of giving up after a few attempts. Power PH was clinically tested by competitive athletes who found both their performance and recovery greatly enhanced. If Power PH with BioPH works for them, it will work for you too. Granted unique dietary ingredient status by the FDA. BioPH is the most bioavailable alkalizing ingredient we know of. Testing showed that in just five days, Power PH reduced body acid 53% on average while reducing inflammation and aiding in the uptake of beneficial nutrients. Discover the difference Power PH can make in your life. For more information and to order, go to powersofph.com. That's powersofph.com. Discover the power of higher pH. Your body will thank you. When you buy health products, you can save up to 50% at vitaminlife.com, the world's largest selection of supplements, herbs, homeopathic, health and beauty products, and more. Choose from vitaminlife.com's 30,000 products from over 700 brands, including Solaray, Jaro Formulas, New Chapter, Country Life, Source Naturals, Nature's Way, Enzymatic Therapy, Now Foods, Doctor's Best, and Aubrey Organics. Go to vitaminlife.com and save up to 50% on supplements or call vitaminlife.com to order at 866-998-8855. Alternative Talk 1150, the talk of the sound. And welcome back. You are listening to Conscious Talk. And, you know, we love the conversations that we've had over the years. And, and of course, this is our 20th year, so we've had a lot of them. We love bringing you people that um, whose books move us and, and instruct us and help us to move forward in this life. And today we're talking about a wonderful book by Dr. Karen Wyatt. It's called Seven Lessons for Living from the Dying, How to Nurture What Really Matters. I want to point out her website is EOLUniversity.com. I believe the EOL stands for End of Life Mm -hmm. University. Mm -hmm. So um, EOLUniversity.com. So, uh, Karen, um, I had mentioned that there are a lot of wonderful stories in the book, and one of the things that um, really struck me that in your book you talk about the power of the experience of awe. Now, I mentioned that I'd been with my parents when they died, and and I could say it was really an awesome experience. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it was really very interesting. With my mother, after being in a coma for two weeks, uh, when I got uh, to speak with her or to, you know, talk to her, 
she woke up for the first time, which freaked out everybody in my family. And she said to me, um, you, you know, with a, a voice a million miles away, it seemed, you know, isn't life interesting? Then closed her eyes and, and she was gone. So that was an awesome experience for me. Wow. Um, you know, uh, and when my dad died, it was also a very moving experience because um, I was alone with him in the middle of the night. Uh, so is this the kind of awe that you're talking about, or is this more of a useful tool, you know, in life in general? Well, it on the one hand, yes, it is, because death itself, as Brenda, you mentioned, it's a, it's a sacred passage, and you mm-hmm. become aware of it the moment you're sitting with someone who's, who's going through that process. But I think we can transfer that awe and the sacredness into daily life. And I love the idea that definition of awe being just perceiving that there's something bigger than you, (laughs) something bigger than just this human life that we're experiencing. And so those moments when you like look outside at the stars and at night and see the Milky Way or something, or when you stand and look at a beautiful vista, a mountain vista, or even just looking at a a tiny flower that's blooming up from the soil, you can feel that sense of awe that there is something so beautiful taking place and happening here in this universe, and I'm a part of it, but it's far bigger than what I experience in just my day-to-day life, and that's what I think of as as that, that feeling of awe, but I have felt that as I've sat with my patients while they are going through the dying process is that this is something so much bigger than we even realize. Mm-hmm. So here's something interesting, Karen. Um, a lot of people might think, well, gee, why do I have to even think about dying or any lessons I can learn from that right now um, or any le- you know, lessons that can be brought to me if I'm not there yet? I don't feel like I'm going to die tomorrow, which nobody knows. But you know how we can be in that kind of energy where we think we know, and yet we don't. So, you know, what, um, what, can, what can you say to people that resist that way? Is there anything that you can help them with? Well, I think it's really pervasive in our society in particular because over the past century or more, we've been kind of anesthetized against death. It's been removed from our, our daily presence and our mm-hmm. sight, really, um, because patients are taken to the hospital and might die there, and funerals are held in funeral homes, and, and they, all of that used to happen at home, right in the home, so that even right. children had experienced the death of a loved one and knew mm-hmm. death as a, a reality and something that happened for everyone. But we've become so distanced and so remote from the idea of death as being a natural part of life that I think that adds to our our avoidance and our denial of it. And so I think we need to revisit the whole idea of that death, death is just part of this natural cycle for our human bodies. You know, as souls, we come in and we inhabit this physical form and at birth and then at the end of life we will leave this physical form and that's what death is and Mm -hmm. it's natural and it's part of the whole cycle and what i feel is that people can live lives more consciously when they do recognize that this human body that we're in is a gift but it's a short short short-term gift we won't have it forever so take advantage of the time you have if you're healthy fantastic you can do all sorts of things, and you can enjoy having this body, and you can make the most of, of the life that you have right now. But so many people are wandering through life, I think, still asleep and not even recognizing what, what a gift they have in just being alive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I, And I also think on a religious note, and I grew up in a religious church, um, that we never talked about, you know, maybe reincarnation, that the soul is eternal, that life goes on beyond being in these bodies, that we more than likely come back to heal and learn more lessons on this plane. And so there's millions of people that believe this is it. 
Once they die, it's over. I think that, excuse me, propagates a lot of fear. Um, Can you talk to that for a moment? Oh, yes, definitely. I see that over and over again, that the people with the most fear in our society are people who have never had an experience that has shown them that there's something more than just this physical existence. And so they can't allow themselves to believe it. And uh, But also there is a group of, of people with a lot of fear who have maybe been raised with religious beliefs that there's a hell and they have a fear that they, mm-hmm. that they themselves will go to hell when they die. I see mm-hmm. fear in that group also. Mm-hmm. But I, I ask people who have no way of believing that there's some sort of an afterlife to at least open their minds. And for one thing, for me, working with the dying and sitting um, sitting at the bedside and seeing what happens for people as they're close to death, it's amazing. People see loved ones who have already died in the room who are coming mm-hmm. to greet them. They have conversations mm-hmm. with them, and sometimes they have those conversations out loud where we can hear them. And all of that, it's so validating of the fact that there's some, there's so much more than what we're aware of. So I often tell people, too, if if you're really afraid of death, if you can find your way to volunteer at a hospice and just get some training and just mm. meet a few people who are approaching death, you can actually be exposed to what a beautiful experience it can be, mm. and, and yeah. that can help a lot. You know, one of the things that you mentioned was, hey, if you're healthy, really enjoy it, you know, go for it, have those experiences. But one of your lessons is about suffering. And the advice ultimately is to embrace your difficulties in life. Mm-hmm. Um, can you expound a little bit on that one? Well, I think that that goes along. I think with our avoidance of of death as well, that we want to avoid any sort of pain or discomfort in life. We're always looking for maximizing. You know, how can I? maximize pleasure and avoid anything that's uncomfortable but in reality when we when we really look at life and what it how it teaches us and how we learn things it's often through those difficulties and setbacks and the challenges and disappointments of life that we learn the most and so i think it's healthiest for us if we can stop wanting to resist and avoid things that that come along that we don't like in life and and be more accepting and surrendering in a way toward those events and, and this year 2020 that we're in is a perfect example of that mm. none of us has any control of over what's going on here um health-wise or economically in our society we we're just being asked to accept that this is a really difficult time mm-hmm. to be alive but when we stop resisting it and we say, all right, this is where I am, this is what's happening, so how can I learn something from this and and make it the best it can possibly be? Yes, I, you know, one of the, another thing that Rob and I have learned is that suffering really is caused by our resistance to what is. That's when we really suffer, when we cannot accept what is unfolding in our lives, we end, we end up suffering. At least that's been our experience. Is that how you look at suffering? Yes, so true, so true. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we make it so much worse, and it's partly because somehow we have an idea that we shouldn't ever have to suffer, <laughs> that, that yeah, right. it, it shouldn't happen to us. Nothing should happen or should come along in our lives. And when we change that entire attitude and understand, I even think, I even think as souls, I think we come here to planet Earth to inhabit these physical bodies in order to experience suffering. Because if I think about you know the spiritual realm, um, a place of of unconditional love and light. I don't think there's suffering there, and right. so yeah. that souls may may choose to come to Earth because this is the laboratory where you learn how yes. do you how do you get through suffering, how do you how do you to surrender to it, how do you stop resisting it, and how do you maximize love even when you're suffering? 
Yes. Well, we're here today with Dr. Karen Wyatt. The book is Seven Lessons for Living and Dying. We'll be right back. Mom, can I have some spray? Sure, honey. Thanks, Mom. You know what that is? That's the sound of my child thanking me for giving her something that's actually good for her teeth. Spry Gum is part of the Spry Dental Defense System, a complete line of oral care products made with 100% xylitol, the all-natural sweetener with proven dental benefits. So when we're at home, my whole family uses Spry toothpaste and mouthwash to help strengthen our teeth and reduce the risk of tooth decay. And when we're on the go, I just throw some Spry Gum and mints right into my bag. My kids love it, and I love that it's all natural. No sugar, no aspartame, or any other chemicals. Just think of that. I reward my kids for taking care of their teeth at home by giving them gum and mints on the go that are good for their teeth. Visit SpryDental.com or ask for Spry by name at your local health food store. You can also ask your dentist about Spry. And make sure your mouth is receiving all the benefits of 100% xylitol products. At Vitamin Shop, Sprouts, Kroger, and most natural product retailers. Find a retailer near you at clear.com. Dr. O'Hara's probiotics, not just another powder in a capsule. With hundreds of probiotic products to choose from, what makes health experts worldwide consider Dr. O'Hara's probiotics superior? Dr. O'Hara's crowning distinction is the 500-plus postbiotic metabolites produced during its three-year fermentation process. Why are postbiotics so important? Postbiotics are vital for sustained digestive balance and overall immune health. Postbiotics are fundamental for hormonal balance, weight management, skin care, and brain health. Postbiotics are the Dr. O'Hara advantage that is essential to our health and wellness. Encapsulated in a vegetarian soft gel, Dr. O'Hara's Probiotics is a live paste of 12 strains of probiotic bacteria and nourishing prebiotics from whole fruits and vegetables. Join the millions of people worldwide who know the power of Dr. O'Hara's Probiotics. Go to www.essentialformulas.com today to find a retailer near you or search online. Conscious Talk, empowering your day. Today, more than ever, new technology is being created to help humankind. But few address subtle energy, which is the energy of life, we refer to as consciousness. A new company, Focus Life Force Energy Innovations, has created this technology and made it affordable to all of us. What makes this technology different is it can focus subtle life force energy on a property and everything within it. It can also be attached to a mobile object such as a cell phone, so the energy goes with you. The benefit of this energy includes better sleep, an enhanced feeling of well-being, boosts natural healing ability, more joy, mitigation of electromagnetic energy, and much, much more. Oh, and hey, don't forget to apply for a 15-day free trial with no strings attached. Go to ConsciousTalk.net and click on the Conscious Partners at the top of the homepage and drop down to Focused Life Force Energy. Experience the difference Focused Life Force Energy gives you. Stop breathing right now. No, really, hold your breath. This is how it feels when you're stuffed up due to colds, flu, pollen, dander, post-nasal drip, or any other reason. That's when you need Clear Saline Nasal Spray, the only spray with the power of xylitol. That simple saline solution you're using is only doing half the job. It's just rinsing. In multiple research studies, xylitol has been shown to reduce bacterial adhesion and help keep your nose moist and clean much longer than saline alone, making Clear more effective at washing away that nasty gunk in your nose. Clear is so powerful, it's been granted over 11 patents. So step up from that wimpy saline spray to something that actually works faster and better at getting you the relief you need to start breathing now. And if your doctor isn't talking to you about Clear for your congestion, maybe you need to get a new doctor. You don't just rinse your hands, why would you just rinse your nose? Clear Saline Nasal Spray with Xylitol. Available at Walmart, CVS, Whole Foods, Rite Aid, and everywhere else. Or clear.com. That's X-L-E-A-R.com. Now go wash your nose. Bored with the other stations? Hammering away on the same old talking points? Try Alternative Talk 1150 and get some variety. Hey, welcome back, folks, and thanks for tuning in today with us here on Conscious Talk. Our website is ConsciousTalk.net. You can follow us on Facebook. You can tune in to our website. You can download for free from our archives up to two years of shows that are available. You can podcast on almost every podcast service that is out there. You can stream us live by going to our site or 
1150kknw.com as well. But easy from our site at ConsciousTalk.net. Well, we're here today talking to Dr. Karen Wyatt, and I need to correct what I said in the last segment. It is Seven Lessons for Living from the Dying is her book. Her website is eoluniversity.com. So, Karen, I just wanted to follow up on something you said in the last segment about, you know, we come back here maybe to learn about suffering. Uh, Because from our perspective, souls are eternal. And so, as a soul, we're always wanting to experience something. Lots of things. And so you can see how we might come back here to experience suffering and then learn from it. Because there, I don't, as I said in our very first segment, Rob and I believe there's a purpose to everything. So we feel that whatever you encounter this lifetime, you're here to learn about it. And there's something to learn from it, which gives it a lot of meaning instead of holding a belief that it's meaningless. And one of the things I wanted to share with you is when my mother was in her late 90s, she died um, in January this year at 98, she suffered, and I mean suffered physically. She was uh, in dementia. She had a lot of pain. Her body was falling apart. And I used to say prayers for her, for her acceptance of death so that she could leave because I knew once she escaped her body or she left her body she was out of the physical pain and then after I started praying like that I thought oh my should I feel guilty about wanting her to leave it's not that I wanted her to leave it's that I wanted her to be out of pain have you run across that or can you say anything to that Yes, definitely. And I, that is actually a, a, something I've commonly heard from family members who have had the same prayer for, for my loved one to, you know, please release them from this physical existence mm-hmm. where at least it appears to me that they're suffering a great deal and I don't want them to have to go, go through that. So I think that that's a very common and it's a very loving desire for, for your loved one to want them to have to want them to be comfortable and to want them to to be able to pass through the suffering but i started to recognize in hospice that our patients these patients that were dying really had their own timeline their own mm-hmm. time frame and that's when i started to recognize maybe the soul is doing a certain amount of work mm-hmm. through this whole process and it needs whatever time it needs to complete yes. that work before the person dies. And there were some people that I thought would die fairly quickly who lingered for months and months. Mm-hmm. But I could tell by listening to what they said and watching them process that so much learning was happening during those months. Other patients that I thought might have, have lived longer actually died fairly quickly. And that's the experience I had with my mother um, I came to stay with her thinking I'd be taking care of her for about three months at the end of her life, and she died in five days, wow. which, was a, which was a shock. But she worked through and processed things very quickly during that five days. We had this amazing healing between the two of us, mm-hmm. and that and that was it. So everyone has their own time frame. Every soul has their own time frame. Thank yeah, and I, yeah. Thanks for that, as yes. Brenda was going to say, because I, I, I've had that experience too with people dying, and my feeling about it is, hey, sometimes they don't get it till the last minutes, but you can tell because I, I'm sure time has collapsed for them when they're dying, that they um, they get it, and you know the reason that I picked up your book in the first place and that why it so fascinated me was that I've always felt you know, hey, let's beat the rush, you know, how cool could it be to learn these things, you know, before the last few seconds of your life, because it makes life so much more enjoyable and fulfilling. Mm-hmm. And maybe, you know, you can move on to another level, uh, it, you know, and, and that's in my imagination quicker because Mm -hmm. you did the work Mm -hmm. so when we come back um, we're going to continue our discussion with 
Dr. Karen Wyatt about seven lessons for living from the dying, and we'll touch on a couple more of those lessons. Stay tuned. You are listening to Conscious Talk, radio that makes a difference. The pursuit of a healthy immune system is so important for our long-term health. And being healthy for the long-term is everyone's goal, right? So which immune health supplement is recommended for those who also have cardiovascular concerns? Kyolic Aged Garlic Extract. Aged garlic extract, regarded as one of the leading natural heart health supplements, has been clinically proven to help reduce high blood pressure and inflammation. Experts believe this alleviates demands on the body's energy stores, freeing it up to fight invaders. The result? A more responsive immune system. Kyolic Aged Garlic Extract begins with 100% organically grown garlic and is the most scientifically researched, highest quality, and best-selling odorless garlic extract supplement. And for extra support, get Kyolic Aged Garlic Extract Immune Formula 103. Try Kyolic Aged Garlic Extract for a healthy heart and a healthy immune system. Discover more at Kyolic.com. That's K-Y-O-L-I-C.com. Power up with Conscious Talk. Radio, that makes a difference. We all know that probiotics are good for digestive health, but your skin too? I'm Kat James, author of The Truth About Beauty. Common skincare products, especially harsh soaps, can disrupt the balance of the good bacteria on your skin. But there's a progressive new approach to skincare that allows you to create a healthier environment on your skin. Probiotic skincare. Dr. O'Hara applied ancient Japanese fermentation skills to merge his famous pre, pro, and postbiotic nutrients into a revolutionary 100% natural skincare line. The Kampuku Beauty Bar, honored with the Best of Beauty Award by Better Nutrition. Nutrition beautifully clarifies and rebalances even sensitive skin without drying. The Magaroku Lotion and the Hadayubi Moisturizer combine Dr. O'Hara's award-winning probiotic complex with 14 wild plant extracts plus one of the most skin-compatible emollients known to help restore your natural glow. As a health and beauty expert, I recommend the daily use of Dr. O'Hara's skincare products, available at Sprouts and other fine health stores. Alternative Talk 1150, local talk for the body, mind, and soul. And welcome back. Yes, you are still listening to Conscious Talk, but hey, if you just joined us, um, you're going to want to hear this conversation, and you can do that by going to ConsciousTalk.net and put Karen Wyatt, Dr. Karen Wyatt, in the search engine, and uh, you'll find your guest page. There'll be a play button there. You can hear the show as many times as you want, or check it out on your podcast services. Just search for Conscious Talk. I'm Rob Spears. And I'm Brenda Michaels. And yes, our special guest is Dr. Karen Wyatt. The book is Seven Lessons for Living from the Dying. And I just want to follow up a little bit on what we discussed in the last segment, Karen. And I said that I was hoping, you know, I was really praying for my mother to die sooner because she was in a lot of physical, and I felt emotional turmoil and what you said about people have a timeline they have to process that's what I learned when she finally did go I realized she had a lot of processing to do particularly around my brothers because she and I had done a lot of work together but she hadn't done anything with my brothers and I really felt intuitively that she was processing a lot of that and then when she was done she was done so I wanted to thank you for that lesson because that's a big lesson to learn I I now understand that we don't want our loved ones in pain but the pain does serve a purpose. If they have lessons to learn from that, that's the time it's going to take is the time it's going to take. And it really, really does help me to be at peace with that. So thank you for that. Well, another mm-hmm. one of your lessons is around forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Now, we've talked about forgiveness over the years. But, a lot. But, but we, we'd like to hear your point of view. I would say forgiveness is one of the lessons that I saw almost every single patient working on at the very end of life. And for many people, they had long lists of, of people that they wanted to forgive, that they had, they'd held grudges and resentment toward for years and years. So they were going back through all of these events from their earlier life, trying to figure out how do I forgive these people? How do I forgive myself for what I did or said? And how do I get them to forgive me? 
And I saw what an overwhelming task it was for people to be working through all of that. That's what motivated me to think forgiveness is clearly something I could be working on right now, today, mm-hmm. so that when I get to that point, I've already, I've already made it through my backlist maybe. <laughs> you know, I've already done a lot of this work so that there mm-hmm. isn't so much to process. And all of them said they, they felt a need to forgive before they died because they wanted to just be at peace. They didn't want to carry any anger or bitterness with them, and they were highly motivated to, to resolve all of those old wounds. But it's so much work to do at the very end. It makes mm. sense to me that we could start it right away, right now. There's no reason not to. And maybe make those last months and weeks of life easier. Um, did you did you ever come across any anyone that was in the dying process that wasn't willing to forgive? That you know, because I had this experience with my father. I spent some time with him before he died. <clears throat> Unfortunately, I wasn't with him when he died. I was with him the day before, and I had done a lot of forgiveness work around our relationship. And I, I told him that I forgave him, and I asked him to forgive me. And he didn't answer me. And I just wonder if you've encountered that. Yes, we did have some patients who were not willing to talk about it and and not willing to look at it. And there were a few, uh, a few I worked with who actually, they were some of the patients who held on a a very long time. It took a Mm -hmm. long time for them to die. Mm -hmm. And they lingered for months. And I, I felt that there were they were resisting some of the work that maybe was there for them to do mm-hmm. and struggling with that. I still wonder if, though, if even those people at the very last moment before they die might find their way mm-hmm. to, that, to that forgiveness, mm-hmm. but that I don't know for sure, I mean, not mm-hmm. being able to talk with them in that very last moment to know. Mm-hmm. Um, but, that's, but that's something that I wonder about. Yes. Yeah. We also, um, over the years, one of your lessons is about surrender Mm -hmm. and letting go of expectations, looking at it from that point of view. Why is that important for us, you know, before we're dying? As you mentioned, that it's sometimes resisting what is in life is is what makes us miserable and makes Mm -hmm. us suffer so much in life. And when it became clear to me, that there are so many things in my life that I can't control. If I just stop trying to control them, I'm so much happier. <laughs> it's so much, it's so much more at ease. And so I began to see the value when I saw that it was actually a blessing to them once they did just surrender and stop, stop trying to control, stop trying to push things, or or make things be different than they are. I saw how how much more peace they experienced. And then I realized that is something I want in my life right now. And how much of my energy do I waste trying to, trying to change things that can't be changed? You know, what's so fascinating, too, about the timing of your book, Karen, is what's going on now with COVID-19. What so many, many thousands and thousands, hundreds of thousands of people are experiencing right now those on the family side that have, you know, loved ones that are dying from COVID-19, they can't be in the room with them. They can't go through the dying process with them. I mean, it just feels like this book was, you know, your father had you really, it's a perfect time for a book like this to come out because because this is there's death all around us right now on the planet. There's always been, but it is really now in our faces it's so true and you know i mean there's a good story about that that i actually i wrote the first version of this book 10 years ago Mm. and so it was published back then and didn't do so well in sales because it wasn't i think it was a little bit ahead of its time people weren't Mm -hmm. so interested or concerned about death and then Two years ago, I got an offer from Watkins Publishing to re-release the book, so I revised it. And, and you know, who knew? Two years ago, they said it'll come out in May of 2020, and I had no idea that it was wow. going to be that it was going to land here at the with the very perfect timing. 
Yeah. Well, there's a perfect example of letting go of your expectations. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, things tend to happen in what we call divine timing. Mm -hmm. And uh, well, it, so death is the, the fear of death is that it, you know this whole idea of impermanence. We're you know it, we're in fear about that. So, yeah. what advice do you give people? Well, I really love the, the, the Buddhist concept of impermanence and the fact that if you think about it, nothing lasts and everything changes. And so mm -hmm. I started, I, I tell people to start by thinking about that, that everything around them, ultimately it breaks or falls apart. Mm -hmm. Nothing lasts here in this physical world. Everything changes. And if you go out in nature, all around you, you see trees that are dying and flowers that have already died, and you, and, and you start to sense that the cycle of life and death is necessary here on the planet. Nothing could be alive right now if it weren't for, other, if it weren't for death occurring in nature. Mm -hmm. And by starting there, that seemed to, seems to help us recognize that we're just one more living being here on the planet who fall into that same cycle of life and death. And we don't really have to fear it, especially when we know that, that there's something more to us than just a physical body. We are souls and mm. souls that will go on, but souls that at some point need to leave behind the body so that they can carry on with their journey and, and go on to the next learning experience. Mm -hmm. And so for me, that mindset is what can really help with fear. Yes, and I think that's a beautiful way to end our discussion today with you, Karen, is that, you know, there is really truly nothing to fear except what we make up in our own mind. And again, that goes back to that resistant resistance piece to what is. So we want to thank you so much, Karen, for writing this beautiful book and the work that you're doing. It's so needed on the planet right now. We so appreciate you and this work. Again, folks, seven lessons for living from the dying, and that is how to nurture really, you know, what really matters is the subtitle, How to Nurture What Really Matters. So thank you for joining us today, folks. And thank you again, Karen. Have a beautiful day, everyone. And we'll see all of you next time right here on Conscious Talk. What if you could be your own healer? Well, you can unleash your natural healing abilities with the AIM program of Energetic Balancing. This exciting new spiritual technology has been featured in best-selling books like Natural Cures and in Dr. Wayne Dyer's There's a Spiritual Solution to Every Problem. The AIM program of Energetic Balancing allows you to heal yourself 24 hours a day from anywhere in the world. More than 60,000 people have experienced the AIM program of Energetic Balancing. The novel sanctuary, The Path to Consciousness, walks you through one's journey of self-healing with this spiritual technology. To learn more about energetic self-healing, you can order the Novel Sanctuary today by calling 877-500-3622 or request a free AIM information kit. Call 877-500-3622 or visit energeticmatrix.com. Unleash your natural self-healing abilities with the AIM program of Energetic Balancing. Conscious Talk, radio that gives back to yourself. Did you know by age 35, most people start to notice the effects of declining hormone levels? Symptoms include lack of energy, less focus, decreased sex drive, weight gain, and poor quality sleep. Twist 25 DHEA cream helps men and women 35 and up to maintain vitality, youthful vigor, enhanced mood and focus, and a better night's sleep. As a base building block for hormones, DHEA gives the body a key foundation it uses to make hormones. Visit twist25.com to learn more or call 888-489-4782. 888 25.